0: Life
1: is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. And now, join Kevin Hart as he dives, he dives into, into the, the minds of some of the world's funniest comedians. This is Comedy Goldmines with Kevin Hart.
2: Welcome, world. Welcome to an all-new episode of Comedy Gold Minds. God damn it. This show is getting bigger. It's getting better. Why? i tell you why. Because on this show, we do something very amazing. We get inside the minds of comedians. Oh, my goodness, and what amazing minds they are. These minds never cease to amaze me because they're just amazing minds. Today, we got a brilliant mind. We got a mind that I'm extremely close to.
3: We got Tiffany Hattis on the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Tiffany, how is you? Hey, Kevin. How you doing? I'm good. I'm successful. And You know, I'm a little sleepy, but that's normal. You're a little sleepy? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm over here on a body transformation tip. Well, wake your ass up.
2: We're about to have a good time. By the way, you look great. Thank you. Before we even get into the show, let me give you your flowers and say, I want to acknowledge the hard work and energy and effort that you've been putting into your body through your fitness journey. You look good.
3: How long you been going now? Um, it's been over a year since my uh, 40th birthday when I realized. That's when my knees and my toes told me that, uh, ho, you're not going to be able to live this life no more. Oh, we going to quit on you. <laughs> your knees and your toes called you a hoe? My mm-hmm. knees and my toes called me a hoe. They called me a hoe and they said, <laughs> we about to quit if you don't get it together. Why your toes call you a hoe? I can understand your knees. Because my toes have to, because when I'm wearing high heels, my toes have to hold up all this body. Okay. Okay. You
2: made it made sense. Yeah.
3: So they was mad. So they was mad. Tiff, I'm excited to talk to you because I know when
2: I talk to you, I get nothing but honesty. I get nothing but real. I get nothing but transparency, man. I think today we got an opportunity to shed light on a different version of you that the world may know or may not know. We don't have to go into the stories that we've told several times. We can talk and that's the beauty of this fucking podcast. This podcast is about good dialogue, real dialogue. Let's talk about Life at 41 for a second. We're going to go the opposite direction, right? We're going to go in the opposite direction. Let's talk about successful Tiffany Haddish. Right now, Tiffany Haddish is is at the top of her game. By the top of her game, I mean movies, comedy, television, um, hosting shows. I mean, you seem to have tapped into a space where you're doing it all. How do you feel being a woman in the industry, especially the comedy industry, that is doing it all do you realize that or do you not realize that
3: um when you just said it it made uh, me tired Uh, (laughs) i i feel like you know i just do everything each thing that's in front of me i don't uh think about the whole big old picture till i'm sitting on an island somewhere really to me it's one thing at a time
2: yeah but how does it happen i mean when
3: you say it's one thing at a time is this stuff happening by an accident Is it all being thrown at you? No, I'm designing it that way. I'm designing, I'm planning, planning, plotting, and scheming. Um, So, like, right now, I'm hosting Kids Save the Darndest Things. And as soon as I finish that, which will be in, like, a week, then I'll go into shooting a movie with Joe Coy. Mm -hmm. And then uh, right immediately after that, I'm going to go swim with some sharks. Okay. And then after that, you know, I'm gonna be shooting my next movie um, where I'm a superhero. Mm -hmm. And uh, then immediately, and that's something that I produced. I found the comic book, got the, you know, got everything together, got the writers. I put it all together. And um, I'm super excited about that. Found a director, all that.
2: So are you, are you overwhelmed? Are you, are you okay? Are you in a happy space? Is the volume of work what you could have hoped that it was? And is, or are you like, fuck, man, this is a lot. I don't know, I don't know if I want to do this much. What, what, what mental space are you in?
3: Three days ago, I was crying and saying it was too much. Like, this is a lot. Um, because uh, my, every day is different for me. Um, but three days ago, I was crying. My man had to hold me and stuff and uh, pat me on the back like I was a little baby. And I liked it that maybe maybe I did that on purpose so I could get a pat on the
2: back. But why why are you why are you crying? Like I want to get deeper into that. What is the emotion? Why why the emotion about what?
3: Because it's I'm carrying a lot. Like and I'm I don't get a chance to really celebrate everything because the next thing is right there. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning how to like take a week or two, take some time. Uh, But maybe my scheduling skills aren't the best. And so Mm -hmm. um, I get pretty tired. And when I'm tired, I'm like a crybaby. I'm like a big kid. And like, it'll be like for 30 minutes, I'll be whining and crying. And then I think about what I'm doing and how many people are getting to work and feed their kids because of an idea that I had. And then I get Mm -hmm. all happy again and then I'm over it.
2: So there's basically, there's a moment of fuck, man. God damn, I'm doing so much. On top of me doing so much, when I'm done doing so much, I go right into doing so much again, and nobody really stops to check on me. Everybody assumes that I'm okay. And this train has to keep moving, and because the train keeps moving, I don't want to really disappoint people, and I don't want to seem like the person that's not appreciative because I am, but fuck, man. It's a lot for me. You feel like you feel like the weight of the world is sometimes on your shoulders and nobody's checking to see And they can help hold the weight. Did I summarize
3: that well? I summarize it correctly. Correctly. Yeah. And it makes me emotional just thinking about it. You know, like I've been getting up at 6 a.m. every morning, working out, you know, whether it be going surfing, like I try to do something different every day so I don't get bored because I get bored so easy. So I go surfing, then I'll go hiking on another day. Maybe I'll do like, Mm -hmm. do the Peloton the next day then i'll do like okay i'm going to jump rope for 30 minutes straight like uh oh man that's crazy uh cuz you feel a lot of jiggle with that one uh i got this these uh optical glasses these uh, oculuses and i've been doing this supernatural so i feel like i'm a samurai you know i'm thinking about taking up some uh fencing classes maybe uh i i want to learn how to wield a sword
2: you know what i mean i think here's here's what i think right i'm and and i'm going to kind of I'm aside side with you, but at the same time, give you a different eyesight uh, or point of view. I'm just going to call it a point of view into this space. You know, what you're doing, by the way, is, is special. Not everybody can do it, which is why those that do do it find a crazy amount of success. Because putting that volume of weight on their shoulders and carrying it for so long, that shit is a little surreal, right? It's a little Surreal. So many people sign up for it, but after signing up for it, so many people fucking retreat. I'm out. I'm getting out of here. And they bow out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm gonna gracefully leave now. I'm out. I'm out. And those that have the mental to stick with it, those that have the ambition to stick with it, are are the ones that that you know keep kicking open new doors and finding new levels. And that becomes the attraction. That becomes the attraction about what we do. So when you're talking about you having your days, the one thing you said that really kind of stood out to me was, you're providing jobs.
3: That's the part that makes me the most proud. I mean, that's a big deal, Tiff. Every time I think about my eyes start filling up with tears, Kevin, because I remember not having no job. Mm-hmm. Not knowing how I'm going to survive. And now I'm helping people's families survive.
2: Mm-hmm. There's a bigger picture attached to the ideas that are now coming into reality. You know what I mean? What what once was just a little thought on a piece of paper, it becomes this big production. And at the top of the production is your name. And then at the top of another production is your name. You start to realize, oh, fuck, I'm providing 50 to 100 jobs
3: per thing. So now you're looked at 200 jobs in some cases. Yeah, that's a big fucking deal. That's a lot of people depending on you. I just went off. Let me tell you the other day. Um, my hair, my hairstylist had to like step out. Somebody else came in and I got so jealous. I have not been jealous in years and my whole spirit filled up with jealousy
2: because they want to go work with somebody else.
3: No, my spirit filled up with jealousy because they was able to take a day off. Oh, wow. Somebody could fill in for them. Can't nobody fill in for me. Who gonna, who gonna substitute Tiffany Haddish? Well, Tiff, that's selfish. <laughs> you can't think like that, Tiff. They got a- I know, I had to go to the bathroom and check myself. I had to get in the mirror and be like, Tiffany, stop it. Remove that little jealousy out your heart. There's a reason that you have to be here. And that person, that's why you get paid more money. That's why you mm. got... You know, three digits, a comma, and three more digits, and a decimal point in two digits. Does Tiffany
2: Haddish have a team? Do you have a solid nucleus? You know, it's a group, a group of people that act as your team, that have been with you since the start of this journey to where you are now? Or has it kind of changed, flip-flopped, created some different relationships for you as you've progressed?
3: Definitely. Very different people around me now than when I started. Why is that? Because everybody can't go where I go. Everybody can't ride this train. Some people are not productive enough. Like I've been at this agency that I'm at now for a year and a half. They've been doing really great, pulling in the type of writers and things that I want and need. I changed my management over um, because I felt like uh, the management I had, although they are excellent, wonderful people, wonderful guys, but not pushing me not helping me get in the direction that I want to go in. And maybe I didn't know how to convey that properly, but it seems that I do know how to convey it properly because the new management team seems to be doing exactly where I need to go. They're taking me there. By
2: the way, that's a bold move. That's a move that not many would do. That's a move that is something that some frown upon. You know what I mean? And I think for you to be able to stand up in a position to go, hey, man, look, I feel like you guys can do a good job. I feel like you... Have done a good job for so many, but I don't feel like you get me and what I want. So because of that, I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go find those that do. That's a bold fucking move. At what point did you do that, Tiff? Give me a timeline. Like, you know, where were you within your success when you decided to change your management?
3: Okay, so that was uh, September of 2020.
2: Wow, recent. Okay.
3: Yeah, and then I went for months without management, and me personally, I felt like this is great. I'm saving 10%. I'm doing, I'm still Mm. doing, I'm even doing more of the things I want to do because now I'm getting, I'm in direct communication with the lawyers. I'm in direct communication with all the agents. I've decided, I start setting up bi-weekly meetings like so everybody knows exactly what I want. Nobody's, uh, you know, um, translating what Tiffany says she wants. And nobody's like pushing their other clients or using me as a pawn for, so they can get this person on or that person on, you know? So it's my agenda. And also I was looking for management that wasn't trying to produce as well. Just manage, just make. Just take care of me. I need somebody to take care of me. You didn't want more
2: reasons to put your hand in the pot that I'm creating that you shouldn't be allowed to basically cook with me, all right? Like these are things that I'm doing, but don't assume because of, your management company that you guys have done is that this is what you can do for me. I get it. But isn't that at the same time, just playing devil's advocate. Aren't you creating a higher volume of work for yourself when you're already overwhelmed?
3: Wouldn't that be putting you in a position to do more, think more, be a part of more? Well now I can lit I don't have to fight with nobody when it comes with like, Oh no, i want to do this project. Like bad trip, for example, bad trip. Um, That movie, now it's number one in the country, in the world right now, right?
2: Let me get my listeners, let me let them know what you're talking about. Bad Trip is a movie that Tiffany uh, has out now. It's actually available on Netflix, just released. Eric Andre, Lil Rel Howery, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, And it's a very funny movie, a movie where basically they live in a world of reality and a prank, but told through the story of a script. So it's an actual script, a movie going on, but the stunts in a movie are are basically live pranks that are being played on real people that are in the situation that they put them in. It's a very funny concept.
3: Exactly. It's like a curb your enthusiasm situation. Like we know what the scene is. We know what we want out of it. And now let's go get it. And we get to use our own words and all that. And set it
2: up. Mm-hmm. Eric Andre, very creative, very creative, funny guy, man. Uh, and I know this was his baby. I know that uh this is something that you know he had for a minute. So shouts out to him and any comic, any comic that's challenging themselves, creating themselves to step outside the lines. But uh, you Laurel, co-stars of this film. So that's what she's referring to. Get back to the point. If, so they didn't want you to do it, or they did want you to do it.
3: Well, two and a half years ago, I'm going to do it. Let's give me some back-end points, whatever. Like, I'm willing to take a pay cut. This is something I want
2: to do I want to use my time to do this I'm in control of my time this is what I want to do and by the way just to make something very clear this is a big problem that entertainers have Tiff you know a lot of entertainers don't understand that the managers the agents the lawyers they work for you
1: hi it's Stephen Colbert
2: A
3: lot, of, a lot of entertainers, they get it backwards. They work for you. But they try to play their mind games, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. They try to play their mind games and make, make you feel like you work for them. Yeah. They'd be like, wait, hold up.
2: I completely understand and agree. And it takes a, uh, you know, it's a learning curve that a lot have to go through before you get that. And you understand that. And when you go, wait, stop, cut the shit. I'm telling you what I want to do. My agenda. This is what I want to do. And you're supposed to help me with that. So I,
3: I hear you. I'm, I'm following right now. So you fight for this thing that you want to do. So I say to them, so I, I bargain with them, which I shouldn't have did. But I'm like, look, I'll do this thing. And then I'll do that thing that you want me to do later. So this is why I get, I feel like I get overwhelmed because I keep doing this bargaining thing. And I'm not doing that no more that I, barter I mean, system. Yeah. yeah. The barter system. You're, you're, I'm not yeah, doing yeah, that mm-hmm. no more. I'm like, I refuse. I don't have to do that. And I just did my, you know, my checks and balances and seeing all the things that I have acquired and whatnot. And according to my business management, if I wanted to quit today, I could quit. So that'd be my, that was my new threat. Like, well, look, I could quit right now. I don't need to do this. I can go, I can kick back, go get me a bunch of foster kids, go open up two group homes and I'll be fine. Like I'll be fine. I'll still be doing living my purpose, right? And uh and then they'd be like, No, 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 Tiffany, don't do that. No, wait, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like so but you shouldn't have to do you that. You shouldn't have to make these things. No, you
2: shouldn't have different. to pose a threat to the people that are that are in business to help provide a better business for you. The last thing you should have to do is position yourself in a way to say, Hey, if you don't do this, then I'm gonna do this. Right. And then we none of us gonna have nothing. That's not that's not it's 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 the dumbest shit in the world you know what I mean like for 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 people to think that that's okay and that should have been their first thing so I think the biggest mistake on their part out the gate is after you said something like that not immediately correcting you and saying that we don't want you to ever feel that way and if you are we're not doing our job correctly let us revamp, come back to you
3: and make sure that you feel confident in us and doing the job that we can. That's the first biggest mistake that they make. Now you sound like my current management and that (laughs) makes me happy. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's how everyone is sounding now. Now, when you mean team, when you said team in the beginning, um, I'm instantly, I went to, you know, the, the, the outside team, but the inner team, the inner circle, the people that's with me on a day to day. Um, that has that has shifted a little. I mean, because I never really kept a big team around me. I never kept a lot of people around me. Uh, give me a number.
2: Give me give me a give me a roundabout head count, and what the day to day team could or would
3: look like. Three people. Three people. Okay. Okay. Intimate. Hair, makeup, mm-hmm. assistant. And that changed. That's not what it was. Uh, that is. The makeup is still the same, but I've expanded that a little, like, cause I want to start doing, I want to elevate comedy for women, especially in the fashion realm. So I don't know if you noticed, like I changed the color of my hair, changed, you know, what I wear and things like this. Cause I want to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. I should be on Vogue. Mm -hmm. I should be Mm -hmm. on, you know, I I was on the cover of W before, uh, only black female comic to do that. But like, all these fashion magazines and things of this nature. And I want to start collaborating with designers. I want to create clothing. I want to, I want to create something that's like comfortable yet beautiful. And so, um, yeah, so we have to change image a little.
2: You do understand that that's a, that that's a real reality for you, right? You understand that? Like, that's that's
3: not like, you know what? Let me rephrase my word. Yes, please. I am. There you doing go. Thank this. you. I am changing. Thank you. I didn't want to. I am going to be on the cover of. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to bully you into
2: saying it. I just wanted you to. I wanted you to realize that you're not saying something that's far fetched. Like you're, you're right there to make these things happen. And I think you know it fits into the energy and synergy of our conversation, which is having people that understand what you want and why you want it. And that goes from your representation as well, knowing what your goal is, knowing what you're now. Working towards, well, they have no choice but to get on that train but to help make that thing happen. And it's very much in arm's reach. So when you say that and you start fucking making the the move towards that, like you said, changing your hair. You went bald for a minute. Now you got the you got the crew cut, and it's like a little blind dope ass fucking look to it you start to play around with different fashion with different styles well you're putting yourself in a conversation of fashion fashionable and as a comedian you're in front of more people than most so the eyes that you can forever attract are real ones so don't ever fucking mistake the business that you have and that you bring to the table tiffany and you know me I'm your fucking brother, but you know my business acumen is extremely high. You got to sometimes make people understand what they don't know. Hey, you haven't been down this road with me. I'm different for you. I'm different for your world. Vogue, let me tell you why me on the cover is fucking big. But sometimes you got to go to them. And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't ever get it fucked up and think you going to knock on the door. Excuse me, Mrs. Vogue, Mr. Vogue. That that's a bad fucking thing because It's not. It's not right and that's what you do that's how right. that's how we get seen that's how we get ahead because we make the opportunity we create the opportunity we don't wait for the right. fucking opportunity that's the exactly. bad part
3: you don't wait for that shit we take it Tiff. and that's what i've been doing i've been knocking on those doors i've been showing up what 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 do you need from me so that i can be on this thing like i've been talking with a lot of writers over at forbes magazine cuz one of my goals Is to be on that list of highest paid actresses.
2: Get in there Um,
3: then. I haven't seen
2: it.
3: I haven't seen a black woman do that.
2: Get in there then. So it's it's, uh I'm I'm doing it. Holly was on there, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, and I would I would fact check this for myself later. I'm going to say there was a time where Holly Berry when she was in remember that movie swordfish Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she did swordfish and she did another one she had she had like three big ones and then before she went to the marvel when she got into the marvel i know for sure they had to pay her when she came in as um was it storm Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, she was storm she was storm
2: yeah that's when holly was getting some serious checks from hollywood but don't hold me to that i'm saying i would fact check myself in this space but i would say for sure if i could just say two names the two names of women with color that I, that I think have reached a nice uh, pedestal within getting paid in Hollywood, I would say Holly Berry and I would say Angela Bassett. I would say those two, I believe. I could be wrong.
3: Now their talent, their talent would make you believe that.
2: I just said, I said, I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not here to argue or debate. But you
3: know little Tiffany, Tiffany, you know me. I'm Little Miss Research.
2: Hey, I am not here to
3: argue or debate. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah was killing the bank, but still did not get on that list. She got on there as a musician but not as an actress.
2: I am not questioning your research. I can only, I can only understand what you make me aware of. It's not something that I know. I could be completely wrong. I could be so wrong. You could be, but you couldn't be as well. I think we leave it up for a fact check moment. And I'm a, I'll fact check it. And what I'll do for this one, whether right or wrong, we are we are both voicing uh, an opinion as, by the way, on a, on the side of positive, we're talking about a want that you have, and that want is to be on this list that has existed, and there's nothing wrong or, or you know, out of fucking, out of touch with reality with a, that. It's, it's a will. Not a you want.
3: It's not a want. It's just me moving into the future. Well, say it then, girl. I like the way you're talking. Me moving into the future. It's already there waiting for me. I just gotta, you know, I ain't even gotta get there. It's there, you know. I'll tell you what,
2: what was recently there that that, honestly, it almost got me a little emotional. I held on. I'm not gonna lie to you and told you I broke down if I didn't, but it it really did it really did get me to a point of like, god damn man i'm I'm so happy for this fucking woman, and I love that I love that you're so honest with your emotions, and when you're on a set of kids say the 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 darnest things, and your producers decide to give you a piece of information, they decide to tell you that you won. A Emmy, a Grammy. A, it's Grammy, a Grammy. I'm sorry, a Grammy. A Grammy. Fuck off. The Tiffany. Emmy, I did that a few years back. Fuck off. I knew, I knew you won that. But just fuck off. Don't correct me. Let me correct myself. <laughs> fuck off. All right. I know that you got an Emmy as well. You don't have to fucking correct me like that. Okay, it's my, <laughs> okay. it's my podcast. You let me sound fucking intelligent. <laughs> let me sound like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but you won a Grammy, and when they told you, you know, they told you in your earwig, and your response, your response to it an immediate breakdown. To me, that's a sign of a person that really gives their all, and their heart is is truly involved in what they do. And when you get recognized, it's a moment of, like, it's a moment of raw emotion, and you gave that. And that shit almost, it almost broke me up a little bit, because I knew you meant it. I knew you meant what you were saying, and I knew, like, your speech to the little kids right after was a heartfelt. Tell me about the moment. Tell me about... What it means, and and where that stands in your life as of right now.
3: I mean, it's huge. You know, Kevin. I don't. I don't do what I do for trophies. I do what I do to bring joy, right? And I'm always like hoping: Am I bringing the joy? Am I delivering? Am I giving the best that I got? And and you know the journey I've been on. It's been a really bumpy road where most people would have quit and given up and been like, "I'm good. I'm just." go back to this customer service job, keep it simple. I have not done that. I've thought about it from time to time, but I have not done that and I won't do that. Um, I'm gonna continue to succeed. And 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 when my peers, that's, it's, that's the part that like, whoa, cause it's your peers that vote for that, right? Mm-hmm. It's other people that create. And when mm-hmm. they voted and said, yes, Tiffany deserves this. Well, that to me, like, Cause sometimes you work so hard and you wonder, do do you see me? Did you see what I did? You know, I feel like, I feel like a kid, like mama, look, mama, look what mommy look like, but my mama ain't looking, my my mama dealing with her own mental issues. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, then I look to my colleagues and people around me and they're like, girl, good job. Keep going. Keep going. Good job. Right. And it was like, okay, uh, they said it's good. I'm just going to keep pushing and I'm enjoying myself. And when all those colleagues, and then I'm up against all these white men. So I'm just honored to be in a, in a group. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think, Oh, I'm going to win a trophy. I'm not focusing on that. I'm just super grateful and happy to be in the group, in the nominees. Right. And then when they say you won, wait, I, I I beat these guys. (laughs) Like I, I, I won the contest. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that was like, wow, there's so many, I feel like, oh, wow, how many people did I make laugh? How many people did I heal? Mm -hmm. Because I really think of comedy as as a healing mechanism. And so like how many, that's why I call myself Dr. Haddish sometimes when I'm writing my jokes. I'm like, I put on a little coat and I'm like, Dr. Haddish is here. Let me write these jokes. Like, so I'm going to administer this medicine, right? So when, when that happened, it was just like, whoa, I'm appreciating. People appreciate what I did. And I worked really hard. Now I tore my meniscus shooting that special. I'm thinking all the pain that I've been through over the last year and a half since I did it. Well, you, you tore your meniscus typically because you got bad knees. That didn't, no, I tore my that meniscus because I was, I was doing a joke about a big man in, in very high heels and skipping across the stage. And I was quite healthy. Okay. I get that, but you also have bad knees. And my knees are good, okay? Before I tore my meniscus, I had the knees of Meg Stallion. Let's, I, well, but,
2: let's get okay, here, we don't have to okay. go off topic. Got the knees of a kangaroo. We don't have to go off topic. Yes, I can. Okay. <laughs> kangaroos
3: yeah. kangaroos okay. Oh. have knees. They got back okay. knees. Well, that, they got you, backward not, knees. You
2: can't have the knees of a kangaroo, Tiff.
3: I don't even think a kangaroo got knees. Kangaroos are all calves. Fact check it. They the got calves. backward knees. And you have to have good knees in order to jump high. I, in high school, jumped six feet in high jump, okay? I'm 5'6". I got good knees.
2: Tiffany, first of all, I don't believe that you jumped six feet in high school. I'm not going to let you just...
3: I did. Okay, well, listen. El Camino Real High School, they got the records up there checking.
2: Okay, okay. You know what? You done got yourself three fact checks. You got three. I'm checking if a kangaroo has fucking knees or not, which I think is false. I think a kangaroo is all calves and shins, and I think they lean on their tail. So I'll let you know about that when I find out. They got back knees, bro. Okay. I don't know if they have back knees, so stop telling me that let me fucking figure it out your producers just said they have needs god damn it my producers just they, just <laughs> they said also they got biceps needs. all right all right all right you know what tiffany forget it okay just forget it i just told you this is my podcast <laughs> and on this podcast it's my job to sound as intelligent as possible when you just back the fuck off back off
1: hi it's stephen colbert
2: I want to say that I'm 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 just happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy for you because I know your story, man. And you know, look, this is a different audience. In a short time, I done fucking built this podcast up to where millions of people are listening already. It's pretty fucking insane how successful this podcast is. I'm proud of you. But I want people to understand that Tiffany had a story. It's not an overnight success, man. <laughs> no. You know, I'm, I'm going to just take a second to highlight my sister's story. When I say my sister, I mean it. When I say come, comes from the bottom, I want to really make sure you understand what the bottom means. I want to make sure you truly understand that. And I'm not going to say too much of it because she's here. So I don't have to be the 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 strong voice for her because she's more than capable of being that voice for herself. But by bottom, I'm talking about homeless. I'm talking about Foster care. I'm talking about
3: living out of a car. I'm talking about domestic violence, controlling relationships, broke as hell, hungry every day. I'm talking
2: about everything bad. Everything bad that you hear that can be attached to the story of an entertainer's success. Sometimes you think it's made up because it just can't be. I wish it was made up. And her case is real. It's as real as fucking day, man. And when I see her achieve the things that she's achieving, I only applaud and scream from the top of a mountain because it's not only well-deserved, it's fought for. It's fucking fought for. And that, to me, that's bigger than anything. That's bigger than anything when people can stay, when they can stay in the ring and they can continue to throw them hands and they done took the worst punches. They done took the worst fucking punches. It takes a lot to stay in that ring. And if you're not only in that ring, but you're giving back. Talk to me about your commitment to the youth and to the world of, you know, these these foster kids, and you know what what you're trying to do. Well, I don't even want to say trying. What you are doing? Tell me what you're doing right now.
3: Doing it. I'm actually this one. I'm actually doing. So um, I started a foundation, the She Ready Foundation, and uh, for the past three years, I've been giving out suitcases to foster youth um, because when I was in foster care getting moved around from house to house. All my stuff was in garbage bags every time. And it made me feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the day someone gave me a suitcase and it changed my whole perspective. It changed my mind frame. I started feeling like I was a traveler. I'm on an adventure. I'm a visitor. you know. And somebody's not going to throw away my stuff because it's in the trash bag because that happened before. Mm. And so um, I, once I got a little older, I said to myself, man, if I ever get any power, I'm going to try to make sure kids don't feel like garbage. I got to figure out a way to make wow. sure these children don't feel like garbage because you do feel like that. They show up and they just come and get you. You come home from school and they're like, okay, you're going to the new house. And you're like, what? What did I do wrong? I washed, I cleaned the bathroom. I washed the dishes. What did I do wrong? And it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do. Sometimes it does have something to do with the foster parents, but most of the time it's the court system. It's how they do the housing, how old you are, all of that. So it's bigger than what you think it is when you're a child though. You think it's your fault. You think everything is your fault. You think everything is why, why is this happening to me? And it's not really about you at all. And you don't realize that till you get older. Right. Um, So I started my foundation. I've been giving out these suitcases, been going to these group homes and, um, you know, when a pandemic first hit, I got laptops out there. I collaborated with one of the city council members and we got 300 laptops out to foster youth because they don't have computers. They don't, some of them don't even have internet. So they have to find somewhere with internet, but they're trying to do their homework from Metro PCS phones or, you know, the Obama phones that give the kids phones, but these phones are not good to do homework, right? So we get them computers. And then I implemented my program uh, for the internships, and you know, Kevin, if you have any um, spots available for an intern, uh, I have some awesome candidates for you. But that can go and have interns. Wow. So what I did was the foster youth that are going into college get them jobs in the industry because I want to be represented by people that understand my struggle, that understand what it takes to get to this point, that understand how difficult it is, how we don't get opportunities. I Start talking to a lot of different agents and managers and stuff, and I start realizing a lot of them got into the business because their dad or their mom or their uncle or whatever gave them an opportunity. So why can't I be the the auntie? Mm -hmm. I'll be the auntie that gets these kids not only internships at really awesome Organizations like studios, management companies, production companies and things of this nature, edit, edit houses and stuff like that, but also get them the mental training that they need. so mm. I'm collaborating with some life coaches to, to get them motivated, get them prepared to be in a work environment. Get them prepared to you know uh, have a thought, have a goal, and achieve that goal. Mm. like you taught me, you know mm-hmm. And so um, I'm super excited about it because I feel like I just feel like in 10 years, the, the whole the whole environment of the entertainment industry will be so different. It'll be so like more multicultural, more uh, edifying to the world and uplifting because it'll be people that understand struggle. And there's so many great stories these kids have to tell. And I want them to be able to tell it, like I go to these group homes or I'm like Zooming with these different group homes and they're talk, talking to me about, well, all they feel like they can be as an actor or a director because that's all they see. Right. Um, but there's you could be a producer, you can be an agent, you can be a manager, you can be a DP, you can be a, a gaffer, you can be, the, you know, there's so many jobs that they could have, but they don't understand what it takes to make a movie or a TV show. So getting them in that environment so they can see, I feel like would be so tremendous to the nature of this industry.
2: Do you go and do you talk to the youth in these houses as well, Tiff? Like, do you, how often do you go? Once a month,
3: either I'll go, um, I'll get tested, make sure everybody at the house gets tested, or I'll Zoom in. I'll do a Zoom with them. Good for
2: you, Tiff.
3: Um, Usually because I've sent the computer there. You know, it's the worst, Kevin, is these group homes? They'll only have one computer. There'll be six, eight kids there that need to go to school,
2: and they all got one computer.
3: And there's only one computer. Wow! It's not cool.
2: Do you have your own foundation where you provide, like you raise money and you provide for, et cetera? Yeah, the She Ready Foundation. Yeah, the She Ready. That's right. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do then. All right, because you doing comedy gold, mine's like you are doing me a salad. This is this is big for me. Uh, it's big for my podcast. And I appreciate you and I think your time is valuable, right? And I don't pay. I don't pay you for this. You don't get a fucking dime. You're my friend. I'm this not. is a conversation. So because you don't, why don't I go and throw 50 grand to she ready to the foundation? I said it on air. So this is a it's a contract. That would be great. It's a verbal contract. Just fucking text me and you know, do the do what you normally do. Like give me a day and just be like, hey, you say, hey Nate, you said you're gonna do it now. Don't Kevin. make me chase you, Kevin. Kevin. That's like, look, just send it. So I just give me a date or two. But you know, I need a little nudge because you know, I'll be busy. So I'm that way I got to be like, all right, fuck, just give me max, give me two of those. So that way you know I get it out. Kevin. But it's coming
3: from comedy gold mines and myself. I would love that. But I would love even more so if you would help me with something else. Okay. Because I'm doing really well raising money for the foundation. Okay. Wait. So there's something else that I'm working on.
2: If I agree to something else, does this mean I don't have to do the other thing? Yes. Am I like with yeah. Okay. So if I So
3: listen to the something else. Tell me, tell me if you're interested.
2: Okay. Do I have a choice? Do I have a choice? To listen or not? No, like do I after you tell me like you
3: have a choice. You have okay, a choice. Right, you have ahead. a choice. Okay. okay. So you know, when I was younger and homeless, I used to always be like, "Why do these celebrities, you know, black celebrities, they leave the hood and they forget about us? They always forget about us, right?" And that's part of mm-hmm. why I haven't moved out mm-hmm. of where I'm from because I'm like, I want to be an example to my community. If I'm here, I can do things to make it better, right? So um, you want me to move to the hood? Nope, no. Nope, you want me to move what, to the hood? Nope, okay. That's not what I want I was, you to do. Okay. So I was gonna say no. So I had this, I had this idea. You know, all the civil unrest and everything that was going on. And how, and I've been reading these books about, you know, like the color of money, how the other half banks and stuff, and how our mm-hmm. people have been basically robbed of our money, not not financially literate, and all these things. So then mm-hmm. I start thinking, mm-hmm. how can I get the black dollar? Because the black dollar only circulates in the community for up to maybe for six minutes to six hours max. So mm-hmm. how can I get that dollar to circulate a little more? Ah, what could hold a bunch of black businesses? <gasps> a grocery store. So, okay. I'm okay. working. I'm working very actively on opening a grocery store, but not just any grocery store. It'll be called Diaspora Groceries, and mm-hmm. it will have. It, I would love it to be hundred percent, a hundred to seventy-five percent of all the products in this store to come from Black farmers, Black vendors. Okay. Okay. Now that will make the dollar circulate more. Now also also in this grocery store because they took, I don't know if you remember this, but home economics, they took that out of the schools. And I feel like when they took home economics out, they were, I feel like it was to keep people from knowing how to take care of their family, right? Okay. And when you don't take care of your family, right, the family falls apart. If the family falls apart, then the community falls apart. Now we can come in and take over your community, right? So okay. a bunch of people I know my age don't know how to cook. Don't know how to balance a checkbook. Don't know how, don't know what the NASDAQ is. Don't know about interest rates and things of this. i like, like where are you going? Don't even know mm-hmm. how to open up a bank account. So I've been talking with like one United Bank and a few other banks, Fidelity and some other uh, financial institutions. And what I would like to do is have cooking classes in this grocery store. But in the midst of those cooking classes, there's also financial literacy classes, teaching people how to open their own businesses, where they could potentially be vendors in this diaspora grocery store. Also, we'll be reaching out to farmers, not not just in America, but also in Africa, in Brazil. We'll be selling Black-owned coffee beans from our farms, right? We'll be selling, you know, the uh, Awazi herbs and spices from East Africa. So we'll be building a bridge between African-Americans and Africa. And also have spices and herbs and foods from other countries. And we're teaching people how to cook some of our native meals. So what do you want me to do? Give it to me straight. You want me to invest? Either invest. Or be a partner and ambassador with me on this. It's easy. Um, I have lots of money for it. Oh, no, that's that's easy. I think it would be so huge. David Letterman already said he would look out and Jada and Will said they would participate no, with me. that's easy. Absolutely. Like that's not even that's not
2: even a fucking favor. Like you still that that to me, that's easy. That's a that's a great goal. That's a huge one. Where, where support is, is necessary
3: and, and needed, yes. I need help, Kevin, like in finding, uh, you know, employees to help me run this. I need to build a team around it. I've been doing everything kind of on my own. Have I ever not? answered when you needed anything have I ever not been there if there's any need you always all right you always been there and that's why and I feel like this would be so major because it would provide so many jobs the store alone would be over 200 jobs right Mm -hmm. for the community okay which and then those foster youth can also be working in there learning accounting learning stocking learning you know it, it would be so huge for us oh done done
2: and done and done i'm telling and and when it comes to the resource of course for the corporate structure or putting that stuff together yeah yeah that's easy it's easy i can point you in the right direction that's a huge huge idea easy ask you get no pushback from me the answer is yes 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 i said it right here on comedy gold mines okay okay great
3: i already got an architect firm um that's working with me i'm just trying to secure some land right now i have the money for the land. I'm going back and forth with the city. If I had you standing next to me, they might be like, well, damn, give it to her. And then I'm gonna make it a co-op, Kevin. We're gonna make it a co-op. You need the little weapon of K Hart, you got it. Okay, you need this little missile, you
2: got it. Woo! That's that's that that, that goes that goes without saying. People don't understand how how like Tiffany, she's such an outside the box thinker, always has been, but she's such a lover of her community and culture. And it's an amazing quality that she has. It's something that, you know, I I love that, it, it, whether it's known or not, it, it has nothing to do with her ambition and drive towards her wants. And, and it's all community based, you know, like you, you just heard her talking about, you know, the youth, the foster care, the children, what they have, what they don't, how, how much she's put into it, how much she's, she continues to go back and give uh, within the black community. Wanting to make sure that that dollar recycles and circulates properly instead of being out of our community so fast, you know, within real estate, going to, uh, uh, our community, like she's, she's, this is who Tiffany is. And, you know, sometimes I just think that she's misunderstood because of this perception of overnight success that's so fucking wrong. It's so wrong that it's ridiculous, man. Like, it's it's such a fight. It's so much blood, sweat, and tears that's been put into this craft uh, that's allowed her to be in a position that she now is in where where you can only respect her. You can only respect her. You can only ride with her. You can only appreciate her. And and now understand where the fucking joy has come from. So, guys, I, I just challenge and ask you to celebrate this woman. Celebrate this woman, support this woman, back this woman, because it's bigger. It's bigger than a name on a billboard. It's bigger than the name in the lights. I got one more ask for you, Kevin, since you're talking so sweet. Wait, wait. I done stepped in shit. Go ahead. What's the next one, Tiff? What's what's the next one? I done stepped in it now. I done I do not This one's gonna myself. be selfish. I nice. myself to a into a goddamn fuck show. Go ahead. What is it, Tiff? What's the next
3: one? I would love it if um we could go on a double date. Oh, that's easy. If I could be invited, if I could be invited to your home with my man. And have dinner with you and your lovely wife, cause I miss I miss her. I haven't seen her. As long as as
2: long as Kama don't try to as long as he don't try to fucking outword <laughs> me in front of my wife. He's got tell him he's got three words that he can use that I don't know the definition to for the night. And if it's, if he goes past that, you gotta leave. If he goes past three words that he knows I don't know the definition to, and he try to throw him out of casual conversation, you guys gotta get up and go. You gotta fucking leave. That's my rule.
3: But trust me.
2: But trust me. <laughs>
3: he don't know bigger words than me
2: so, man, your, word, your word game is fucking
3: it's insane my vernacular destroys him sometimes
2: you know i fuck with common heavy man i've known common for years years mm-hmm. man years and we we've we've shared a love just not just for the business but for for basketball throughout the years it's kept us connected man but you you're happy and i tell you what i love man your relationship ain't in front of everybody it's, it's your business. You and fucking that, man. Y'all stay happy by your goddamn self. It ain't nobody's business. Keep it the way that you kept it. Keep moving the way you fucking moving, man. And And it shows. You're glowing. You're shining. And I don't want it any other way for you. You hear me? Thank you. I, I wanted no other fucking way, but I promise you, if y'all come over my house and he fucking make me go get the dictionary, and I gotta like sneak and get it in the back and come back and act like I knew what a word meant, but you can clearly tell I didn't. Oh yeah, you was talking about uh, discussions of a mind held into the sand. what, Kevin? <laughs> like I don't, I don't want that smoke. I don't want that smoke at all, um, guys. I can't even tell you, man. This is the special thing about this podcast. It's Comedy Gold Mines. It's Comedy Gold Mines and we do something very specific and special. It's getting to the minds of comedians. And oh, what amazing minds they are. This is raw, real dialogue. There's no preparation. Do you want to be in another movie together, Kevin? Goddamn right I do. You're goddamn right I, I do. I know I do. I, I, that is never not going to be the case. What happened to uh, the Night School TV show? Night School TV show still in still in pre-production and reproduction and production still redefined and, and and reshaped you know COVID it uh it definitely put a pin in so much but you know in a good way you know everybody was was given a an opportunity to sit down and kind of reevaluate what was important versus what wasn't and it challenged me I know to be a little more creative with that time that I had and put the pin to the pad so hopefully for the better hopefully these uh these other things that we now are doing We'll, uh will be bigger, be better. And I can still bring it to TVs
3: near you. I'm hoping. What if we did a night school too where, you know, the pandemic hits and we trying to teach through the Zoom? We trying to teach through the Zooms,
2: huh? It's all, it's all it's a bunch of grown-ass grown, grown ass, uh, kids that just didn't quite make it around regular people. So they just uh, Zoom in. We, we gonna call it night school too. Zoom in. <laughs> the Zoom in edition.
0: <laughs>
3: or, or what if... <laughs> Oh, did I tell you, Kevin, that I um, built a, a cloud? A cloud for what? A cloud for like uh, education systems. Uh, well, I didn't build it myself, but I, I aligned myself with some some tech gurus. I don't trust them and, clouds,
2: Tiffany. You know me. You know I don't trust don't that trust shit. That,
3: you don't trust. Yeah. You don't trust the Hattish. Yeah, clouds. yeah,
2: yeah. You know I don't trust none of that stuff. Okay, you already know how I am. You're talking a paranoid pet over here. You know I'm scared of everything now. I've been burnt once. I don't go near the stove, okay? I don't go you near don't the, trust
3: technology like I that? I don't trust
2: technology at all. I throw a phone out the window in the heartbeat. I almost threw my whole laptop out the other day. A virus <laughs> thing popped up. I said, you're not going to get me. <laughs> I, almost, I almost threw that bitch in the pool. I don't fuck with that. No, sir.
3: But if we did a night school, too, where, like, we trying to learn how to start our own tech company or something. I am in for
2: any movie with you, Tiffany. I don't care. There is no world where... Oh, really? Because I got
3: this one movie called Mystery Girl, and I need a concert. Well, that, sounds,
2: that sounds weird, Tiff. We'll talk about that offline. Oh, I'm a superhero. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, be a yeah Tiff, we'll talk about that offline. Mystery Girl sounds weird, okay? <laughs> Let's talk about that offline. <laughs> yeah, Let's that. talk about it offline. Yeah, Get that. out of here. Go do it. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it <laughs> for this particular episode of Comedy Gold Mines. Uh Today, we got into the mind of the amazing Tiffany Haddish. And what an amazing mind it was. God damn it. What an amazing mind. I love you, Kevin. I love you more, man. To the moon and back. To, I mean that. I'm happy for you. You deserve Thank it all. And I can't wait to celebrate more of you with you. And I mean And that. welcome to being a part of Diaspora Groceries. Diaspora Groceries. Yes, I'm in. You got me in. I said it, I said it on here, which means it's, it's contr- Do you even know what diaspora means? Yep. It means to, <laughs> it means to diaspora stuff. Yes. I'll text it to you. I'll text it to you. I don't want to say it, just in case some of our listeners don't know. There's no need for me. What do you think it means? I know Kevin. what di- What do you mean? Think it means? I know what diaspora means. It means that, come on, stop it. Everybody knows. It's a, it's a simple thing. Diaspora, the to a disaster with a dialysis machine attached that sometimes puts you in a position <laughs> to eat. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Actually, I got it. It was uh, it was a movement of the Jewish people back in the day. That's what it was.
3: Well, it's not just Jewish people, though, because, you know, there's the African diaspora. Ah, yeah, well. that's what I was going to say. It's a movement of, of us yeah, as well. Yeah, that's what
2: I was just about to say. Yeah. That. It's a movement mm-hmm. of us as well.
3: Yeah, basically everyone that lives in America that's not Native American is a part of the diaspora. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's what I was going to text to you. All yeah, Americans. easy. Yeah, well, we'll we'll end this episode of Comedy Gold Miles on that note. Uh, <laughs> we're all a part of the diaspora movement. So understand that when, uh, when the... Uh, when the thing hits, okay? Look, I don't know what these words mean. Tiffany, don't do this to me on air, okay? Text me that question. I love you. I'll see you next time.
1: <laughs> Peace. All right. Comedy Goldmines is a serious XM and LOL, and LOL audio production. Executive produced by Kevin Hart, Ty Randolph, and Eric Weil. With Tastemakers Media, Emile Garner and Ian McDonald. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.